right, folks. Welcome back to today's Mountain Swire basketball podcast. Andy, I got to get the right things going. I've been doing football today. Week, I'll say week one, but really week eight starting. But we're talking hoops. So MWR.com is our is our website. So if you find anything basketball. At the moment, it's a lot of football because I said opening start opening start here, but we're slowing in our basketball preseason coverage, news, trackers, and stuff. We're doing our preview series. This is number two. So if you missed last show, Air Force, Boise State, go check it out. Spotify, iTunes, um, where else we got podcast? Tune in. We're host on Megaphone. So basically anywhere you find podcasts, we're there. So go find that one. We're talking today, CSU Fresno State. And as for any basketball news, the only news I see is the hype train for the NBA draft, but nothing specifically besides that. Which, heck, if a former Mountain West player can be a first-round pick, right? That'd be pretty good. Yeah. I so, mean, I, I have seen that uh, Malachi Flynn has been mm-hmm. getting a lot of love in the run-up to the draft. And, you know, one of the, the better guards, you know, being rated as one of the better guards in the draft. I, I'm not a huge NBA guy myself, so mm-hmm. I kind of lose it a little bit on the NBA draft side. Uh, but I mean, I just watched the guy all last year, so I can't really disagree with that assessment. Like there's a couple of things here. Like he's been moving up. Like, like, like I do follow the NBA cause for work or whatever, and like some teams, oh, sure. but the draft, I'm like, even like the guys in conference, like it's the draft's hard to follow a little bit, not hard to follow, but like, how no, like four guys are going to be really good. That's about it. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, <laughs> Every yeah. year. And then there'll be guys from South America and Europe. I'm like, Okay, are you Giannis, are you gonna be Dallas Tramp or whoever it may be? <laughs> but like he's like getting like I just did a quick if you do a quick search for him, we bring it up because NBA draft officially November eighteenth. They're gonna do some virtual combine, virtual draft stuff, which could be good because teams can actually bring in more prospects now for that, which is awesome. Which gives guys like Flynn or any player, like even Jaden was a Nevada guy. Shoot, I always leave him off. The um, people always Jalen Harris, Jalen Harris. Nevada fans get yeah. at me because I always forget Jalen Harris for some reason. <laughs> Because I see, hey, come watch on. Out. I know. I see Sam Merrill, him, like, oh, I forget. Jail. I thought he returned to school for some reason or whatever. Those Nevada fans are rabid, too. You can't turn on them. <laughs> you got to keep, hey, keep them happy. Keep me on my toes. But just do a quick search like Milwaukee Bucks, Malachi Flynn, viable pick at 24. Is Malachi Flynn the draft's most underrated prospect? Let's just say yes and start that rumor now. <laughs> sure. Because we've seen him play, and like, there's teams you can fit on. Like, there's rumors here in my time, Utah Jazz, like, they could use a, a good shooter like him, a good athlete. That could be something they'd want. Uh, I like my Houston Rockets because they're trying to blow up their team. Maybe he'll go there. Who knows? But uh, he did eventually model his game after Chris Paul, so that's always pretty good. But the draft stuff, we'll do a little bit of draft stuff here and there. We'll do enough to get people going. But uh, just keep an eye on that type of stuff. So let's get to the meat of the business day. You mentioned, you said something on Twitter, there's something going on. Do you want to hold off on that for Fresno State, or what are we going to do with that news? Oh, it's not. Yeah, it's not like a breaking news. Okay. It's not a news thing at all. It's just a little factoid. Okay. I, I will save it for when we get to Fresno State, you know, eventually when it comes up, I will uh, I'll make sure it's just a fun thing that came up in some of the research that I've been doing in the off season, okay. uh, And now I finally have a chance to, you know, get it out there. So, all right. No, yeah. That's perfectly fine. Just making sure. All right. So we are doing like I mentioned, CSU, Fresno State. So we got CSU. I guess I'll start the schedule wise stuff because there's a it's just weird, and this could be out of date by the time we hit pause. Who knows? And publish right. this. So right now we mentioned like they had a pretty good setup like the MGM main event where Louisville, Arkansas, CSU, and some and oh San Francisco. We we're debating pre-show the other school was San Francisco. Oh, I was that who it was? I have oh, listed okay. right here. It's hidden by my uh, audio player underneath just that name for some reason. A little pop. Nicely done. So that event's canceled <laughs> because you mentioned the Cardinals and Razorbacks. 
have pulled out, correct? And they're doing something yep. else? Yeah, they pulled out. Uh, I think Louisville's doing their own. I'm not I, I don't know. I'm not sure exactly what Arkansas is doing right now, but I'm pretty sure Louisville was the first one to pull out so that they could do their own MTE at home. Um, Makes sense. Yeah. I, I don't know if Arkansas is doing the same or if they're participating in someone else's. Maybe they're in Louisville's. Uh, but it doesn't sound like Colorado State got the invite uh, to come from the MGM main event to there. Sounds like they'll be going to Lincoln instead. Yeah, that's what you said. They're set with Lincoln, Nebraska. Um, yeah, this is the Golden Window event, I think. I don't know. It's a little unclear to me because I think it's unclear to everybody a little bit. You know, what's <laughs> set in stone, who's going to play who, all that right now. Um, but... It does look like Colorado State is linked with that big Lincoln, Nebraska event hosted by Elevate Hoops. I'm looking at Rocco Miller's website right now that's letting me know that. Uh, so, yeah, it, I think Nevada's in that as well. So that could be interesting to see. You know, Here's what I have here more. from Rothstein, and this is over at uh, Saturday okay, Tradition, yeah. SaturdayTradition.com, where per Rothstein, so L- Nebraska, LSU, NIU, Northern Iowa, Nevada, Illinois State, and Cleveland State, and more and more are expected to join. So that could be yeah. CSU, possibly. It could be because um, I'm not I'm not seeing. I'm trying to find you know the source news where that came from. It came from him uh, on October October six, like two weeks oh, ago. That Colorado State was in. Oh it, no, not that, CSU. Sorry, the Rossi. Yeah, sorry. That that's what I was trying to find. Uh, you know where exactly that was because. At this point, it's just, you know, you're kind of hunting and pecking everywhere to find. It's hard. It's tough to find all of the information in one good spot, you know, and constantly updating right now. So you you know, imagine, it, people, I send you imagine being <laughs> one of the people trying to put together one of these schedules. I know. That's why I said. Re- send your thoughts in person to D1 Docket, right? Trying oh, to my God. <laughs> well, yeah. And all the SIDs and the athletic directors, you know, everybody else who's trying to and apparently, scramble around and figure out what the did heck Did you know? There is legitimately like a te- like a message board for college coaches to find games. That's amazing. There's, just like a Craigslist, something like that. Trade sort trade swap. I don't know what you want to call it, but there is actually a a website. I don't know what it is, but where or an app or something where they can go in and hunt for games. I love it. So I wish that'd be more public. That'd be pretty cool to see those back and forth about live. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. If they go to that event, that's that's some decent teams, and they're like um, LSU, clearly Nebraska. Um, Illinois State and Northern Iowa decent Missouri Valley teams. Cleveland State's in the Southland. Cleveland State? No, the, no. Uh, they are in the Horizon. Horizon. Okay. Sorry, I'm yeah. not familiar with those type of some of those leagues, but that'd be some. That's decent, okay. That'd be some decent teams or decent games if they were in there. But as for who else they're going to play, they have the Colorado games likely going to happen in December, and Tol- uh, Tulsa December twentieth is like the only games I have for them. So two non-conference games, and we mentioned last time. What was the recommendation for not out of league games? Yeah, so I do see uh, just an update on that. I do also see uh, on Rocco Miller's site here. This is bracketeer.org. Ad Colorado State will host Denver and Northern Colorado. The okay. dates are not confirmed yet, but it looks like there's contracts maybe uh, for them to host Denver and Northern Colorado. So they might get those games in there too. Oh, here we go. Yeah, Kevin Lytle from the Colorado has mentioned North Range schools. So, um, yeah, they're supposed to have a good schedule. Like Richmond, Tulsa, Arkansas, Louisville possibility, one of those two. And man, that's tough yeah. because Nico Medved's second year, it's like going to get – like, okay, first off, let's be real. Okay, the only re- – re- I'll be honest, the only real, real tough game is Louisville. Like, yeah, Muscleman and Ar- 
former Wolfpack coach Eric Molson in Arkansas. Hmm. Yeah, SEC school, but like Arkansas is not what they were. Nolan Richardson, they were just okay. And Richmond Tulsa, like they could have won a couple of those games and helped them when they come to league play. But now they're gone. Like you mentioned, they're going to play probably Denver. It looks like they're going to play. Uh, yeah, they are playing Denver, Northern Colorado, um, and Colorado, which makes sense because that could be a quick day trip, turn around, and come back. No hotel stay involved. Right. Um, yeah, it, I don't know. Medved had the best coach quote, quote really quick. It's like he said, "It's really hard to even describe how crazy it's going on right now." It's like it's life. So I don't know. It's like I don't know how many more they're going to play though, because that if they play that, that's basically the minimum. Those three plus the what was the other ones I mentioned. Assuming Tulsa goes on, that's four. Right. Maybe so that's well, all and then do. and then anything you know, whatever happens in Maybe. that event that they're in in Nebraska, Lincoln, Nebraska if they're in the event, you know. Um, just call yeah, it the alleged know. event right now. I don't know. Sure. <laughs> well, I think you know, there's an event there. Yeah. It's just whether or not. Colorado right. True. Fair think, point. You know. Exactly. Um, okay. So, but I think this does kind of highlight, depending on what kind of games are available for them, it's going to highlight some issues that we might see with mid-major teams, kind of fringe teams, because. And maybe this is giving away too much of my hand here, but Colorado State could have, you know, uh, a best case scenario for Colorado State could have been finding themselves in the at-large conversation, maybe mm. finding themselves on a bubble. And now with the schedule getting thrown into whack and with, you know, losing games, you know, potential games at Louisville you know, or with Louisville, Arkansas, Richmond, that's that hurts your ability to build a resume at all. And, you know, they can still be great in the Mountain West and they can obviously they can get the auto bid if they want to mm-hmm. or, you know, can. <laughs> but uh, it's on the table. Sure, it's on the table, but I don't know that it, uh, enough at large bids are going to be on the table, you know, for, for teams in the Mountain West if they can't put together coherent schedules that have, you know, actual highlights on rather than just, hey, who's in the state and who can we get to come? It's like who's within a uh, – it's like the thing, it's the – okay, our campus is here, red dot, get your um, – oh, what's the tool called? It's the maps tool, not the yeah, protractor. Your, uh, you know what I'm talking about? Put the pencil when he's going in a circle. Shoot, I was going to say protractor. No, not for. Here's a funny the compass, thing. Compass. Yeah, the compass. I was watching AP Bio the other day on Peacock, and like your metal compasses are out there. You put the pencil. You put your put the point in the middle. That's right. How far can we go? Draw the big circle. That's enough to do a basically an eight hour trip where two two and a half for the game, two before an hour after. So that's six, and it could be a ninety minute drive. Oh, or man. something so i don't like who else is like seriously who else is in their area for driving distance because those well, are like we mentioned travel's not a big deal but if it's a bus ride there and back that's more feasible than a plane ride there and back because it's like the ivy league this colonial they're all like we're only doing day trips anything night trips we're not we're staying away from those well yeah and i mean the, with the west too you're just not even the Mountain West specifically, just in the Western United States, you're kind of at a disadvantage just because everything is so much more spread out here than it is on the East Coast. Exactly. You know, you draw that protractor on the East Coast. Yeah, 100 and schools. You can hit so much. Yeah, 100 schools and 20 of them, you know, are, I don't know. A lot of them are going to the big dance or there are, a lot of them are power conference schools, right? You know, you're getting a lot of quality over there too in those really condensed areas like the Big Ten. I mean, they've not their whole conference footprint, but you've got a lot of teams in a pretty travelable make up a word there. Uh, uh distance. I love it. Uh and I 
and the big, you know, well, I don't know about the Big East anymore, but the yeah. ACC maybe a little more. The Big East is very spread out. Well, it's like if you look at the Northeast, like we we talked before, like right before we started, I noticed a, some cool news personal to me. Like you got Iona and BYU playing. That's pretty cool. I like that because I went to Iona for a couple of years. Think if you're just in New York City area school, you have Iona, you have Manhattan, you have St. John's, you have uh, Columbia, Florida. you have Yale's right there in Connecticut, you have a bunch of other schools. You have Temple in Philadelphia within 90 minutes. You know what I mean? You have a lot of schools. I know Villanova. Yeah. yeah, Villanova. <laughs> I missed a ton, but like, like you mentioned, 90-minute driver. If you're in the D.C. area, like you mentioned, George, there's Georgetown, there's Maryland, there's Townsend, or North Carolina, NC State, Duke, the triangle there. It's like you could be certain parts of the East Coast and hit a ton of schools. That's not even going west. Like right. the and Big they, Ten, they, they're spread out, but you still have the Mac, and that's nearby Missouri Valley. But out west, it's like I'm looking at the map. Like maybe Lincoln is fairly close. I'm not sure to them. Like they're yeah, going to that event. If, maybe that's why they're driving there. I don't know. If you're Jeff Linder at you know sitting in Laramie, you're yeah. wondering you know how the heck am I supposed to put together a full schedule if I can't you know if I've got to maintain some you know this distance. I don't know. It's just it's not that it's impossible. Not everyone's gonna we're going to scrap something together. Right. But I think you're just going to see this year, maybe some teams that could have been promising, uh, maybe have to wait another year for an at-large bid because they don't, you know, get the scheduling. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Although I think that's one thing we didn't discuss here that I think was a big thing that maybe we missed over the last week was the announcement, right, that the players, everyone's going to get another year of eligibility. Heck yeah. Did we talk about that? No, it was speculated, but now it's a go. Right. So, you know, I guess that's the flip side to this coin is, you know, there's a lot of promise here, but hey, maybe... I mean, these, it's not like the guys don't age. You still got to take take into account that these guys' <laughs> lives don't stop just because exactly. they get another year of eligibility. But, you know, maybe that is a little bit of a silver lining on kind of a crappy circumstance, right, for scheduling stuff yeah. to just to have, you know, especially when you already had things set in stone and then the big draw teams like Louisville and Arkansas pull out and leave you hanging. And it's like, ah, oh, dang yeah, I guess the good thing would be none of these were buy games. Like these were games we're getting money to go. Like why are we missing out? Like on going to Arizona or getting the sixty to eighty thousand to go play out of Pac twelve school. I don't recall what exactly what CSU schedule completely was, but at the Vegas event you're going to play there. The A ten's a home and home challenge. Like Colorado, whatever they're home and home. They're not, it's not a buy game. I mean they're right. It's not going to like that. So they are not missing right, right, missing right. on the money. That's true. Which is a positive. But I'm looking real quick at the map, like. Basically, outside of those couple of schools, it's basically a seven-hour stretch. If you want to play Nebraska, if you want to play BYU, Utah Valley, um, University of Utah, like Grand Canyon's not that close. So it's like you get to get a, kind of spread that thing out there to find the right to find the right schools. So it's like it's hard to get to if they want to do if that maybe that's their plan to do day trip. Like even Grand Canyon University is thirteen hours. It's like I, that's a bit farther than I thought. But like there's nowhere close to go. Like playing. Kansas is farther than that. It's like it's about seven, eight hours, either Kansas stool, Kansas State, or Kansas. But 
it's not a thing is it's not a day trip. If that's their plan, it's those are basically the schools they got. You know what I mean? Yeah. Eight hours, like a flight, like you could do a flight if they're able to get a charter flight, and that's a eight hour car ride, probably what two hour flight, almost 90, 90 minute flight or so. I think that could be done. Like you could expand your reach to play those teams, which would be helpful. But I think the goal is to go just so go to as few places as possible. Like you don't want to go from like facility, bus, plane, bus, hotel, arena, where you can just go from home facility, arena, home facility. You know what I mean? Right, <laughs> There's a few stops. Right. So that's the thing. But so we'll keep an update on the scheduling news and everything because it'll be pretty wild out there. And we'll keep harping like we don't know what the schedule will be until it comes out. Yeah, and so, you know, just apologies to everybody if we sound like we don't know what's going on. If you listen to hey, this in a couple of weeks. nobody knows what's going I mean, on. Hey, yeah, exactly. <laughs> nobody knows what's happening right, right now. So, so we'll see. Um, all we do, I guess the Mountain Schedule did come out. We just briefly discussed that late December through March and no off weeks, which is weird. So that's something yeah. to keep on top of as well. But, like, it's just hard. Like, we'll just say a lot one last time. It's pretty hard out west, especially, like, for Air Force, CSU, Wyoming, Colorado State, or I guess you see, you know what I mean, the, the school is out in the front range to get more games. That's hard. Oh, actually, yeah. Sorry. On the topic of Air Force, I wanted to come to something. We, we last time, we did not know what was going on with our schedule at all. Uh, quick update, Ooh. and one that doesn't make a whole lot of geographical sense to me. Um, apparently, Air Force is playing in a pod with Siena, Delaware, and UMass. Where? I, um, Mohegan Sun, I believe. Oh, Connecticut. Uh, so, yeah, Connecticut. So they were supposed to go to Puerto Rico originally. Now they're going to Mohegan Sun, but they are going to be somewhere. So just an update on on that. On the update of tracker then, because the only game I had was Utah Valley. (laughs) Yeah, so that's what I was going to say. You know, let's uh, let's get that one on there too. So and those could be that could be a fun one. Those could be the norm, like the four team tournaments where you get. I hope I'm hoping they do three games, not two, but because play everybody wants that would be ideal. You can do it in three days. Who cares? You play Friday, Saturday, Sunday, whatever it may be. Play three games in three days. That's fine. Like to get more games, in, I don't see why not. You know, while they're out there, they should do a little quick hitter with the uh, Navy and Army. Why Just well. get it done, right? Siena, Delaware, and UMass—they're already in the Northeast. West Point and Annapolis, whatever. Meet somewhere. We talked about it last week. I think saying go to the Pentagon. So. Yeah, yeah, nice. you know. Uh, who, who knows? Who That's knows? a good. We'll update that schedule news in our, our yeah. page. We have. All right, let's get to CSU. So the big right. new, I guess the big thing is Nico Medved year two, which if players come back, that's going to be a boon. Like for these newish coaches like him, where it's like year one or year two. I wait, there's no year one coaches, are there this year? I don't think. Year one coaches for Mountain West. Yeah, uh, we got Jeff Linder at okay. Wyoming. Okay, because uh, Alan. Oh, that's Edward right. Oh, we mentioned Scott last week. Never mind. But I'm dumb. And and then Joe Scott. Yeah, it's Scott okay. Paul. You got football on the brain going on. So there's that's also why I'm going here. on. But it's like for, new, for, for newish coaches, like Medved and all that, it's like it's like a freebie year. And so if True. they can afford I mean, to bring players back, like cost-wise, because scholarships are help, but there's still maybe a limit, It's if they come back, it's going to be going to be a boon for those guys because it's it's basically a free year and you're not going to get fired. Yeah, I don't I don't think so. I, I, I don't think anyone, unless somebody like really, really falls on their face or, you know, does something really irresponsible with their program, like a... You know, you might see some guys get fired for that, but I, I don't think that's going to – I would be really surprised to see that happen really with any of the programs in the Mountain West. I don't really see. Yeah, and so I'm looking at – like, I guess the big news out of them is Nico Carvaccio is gone. 
Yeah, he, Nico Carvacho is gone. Unfortunately, now he's the Mountain West's what career rebounder, rebounding leader, right? I believe that's also. There's that stat: the only thousand thousand guy between like four other future yeah. Hall of Famers or something, right? That was wild. so. Yeah, I mean, just a tremendous career there, and he was a huge, you know, huge, huge heart and soul of the team, right? Tough, super tough to replace that kind of. Uh, emo, you know, that leadership defensively. And, he did all around. Well, stuff. that too. Yeah. 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 But even the, you know, the intangible stuff and it seems like he and Nico Medved just had a really good relationship too. And when you've got your star player and your coach jiving like that, that really, you know, that trickles down. And I, th- I, I don't think you're going to really lose that necessarily too much. I'm not saying that, you know, Nico Medved doesn't have chemistry with his other guys or anything like that. Just that that's a tough thing to replace no matter who you bring in. Um, but I love the roster that he does bring back. I, I should say yeah, I'm a big it. fan of this roster. Yeah. Like looking through it, like Isaiah Stevens could be challenged for a first team, all conference player. Mm-hmm. He's only a sophomore and he put up what 14 points a game last year. I believe it was. Um, yeah. 13. After you got two, like Devin Rod, David Roddy, run through quick names. We'll get some more details. But like David Roddy, there'll be a one-two scoring punch. They've got a probably a one of the best three-point shooting teams returning, like Kendall Moore and Adam Thistlewood. And yep. so, and then Isaiah Stevens again, like he passes the ball around. So they had a good core despite losing Medved. They like would have been like we mentioned, like probably the top three: Aztecs, Broncos, Aggies. Like their Colorado State would have been right there, right behind those guys, and maybe even I still expect them possibly pull off an upset here or there for a home game against maybe like Utah State or Boise State like yeah I definitely I I'm keeping Colorado State up in that kind of I think probably the top four area and they might even roll into that top three you know I they might I still haven't quite <laughs> I think decided on exactly where everybody is gonna land uh but I just really like the potential of this team and the fact that they're young that they played so well together last year and while you do lose Nico Caraccio, so much of the rest of the roster is back. But you do have a, a big, you know, you have a question mark at center. That's yeah. un, it's undeniable. You you do, and and not just at center. I mean, you've got David Roddy playing a basically kind of a forward power yeah. forward role a little bit, but he's you know he's six five, but he's like two hundred and fifty pounds too. So he's yeah, he's just. <laughs> So, I mean, strength isn't really an issue. We've seen smaller or, you know, shorter guys do well in the Mountain West, you know, thrust into kind of big front court positions, maybe like R.J. Williams at Boise State for a while. But you've got Deshaun Thomas coming in. He's probably the heir apparent, right, to the the center position. He he was pretty good last year. He's a, a, a well re- well-regarded recruit um, coming in. We'll see if he can really develop into kind of a takeover player though. Um, I don't, I don't know if that's really going to be asked of him, if that's really in him. So it's kind of an unknown there. Well, that's got the New Zealand guy who transferred last year, James Morris. Yeah. 6'10", 200 pounds. Like they, maybe it's a duo to take over the one spot. Cause he is the Nico is the only starter they lose from last year. And so he redshirted. So he obviously got to play around them. And then like you mentioned, they, they played last year with, uh, Thomas there, so you get both those guys. It's like yeah, and, and if they're a three point shooting team, you don't necessarily need a dominant big man. This will change how the team is played, possibly. Maybe these guys are good, they have the skill set. Thomas could come in and go up to maybe double digits, ten points a game, like ten and seven, which would be a good increase, not near what Nico did, but it'd be a nice progression. 
but they're relying more on outside shooting. He gets the misses and easy buckets. He made the offense may not revolve around him towards what if Nico, not that it was him every time touching the ball, but like right. he, he was their main player. It wasn't like a post up every time, but if he's in there, but the offense is a little bit, he's his secondary scoring option and the three point shootings there. Like you have a former freshman player of the year. He's moving. You know what I mean? Like he's doing much better in year two. And so yeah. this team, you're convincing me, man, doing research and hearing you talk well, okay. about it. There's a so, chance they could uh, be in the mix. Well, so let me help you out with that a little more. Ooh, so we, back to Moore's just a little bit, a, a fun, interesting note with him. You mentioned that he had transferred over. Uh, he transferred from Drake where he had originally committed to Nico Medved. So, you know, like, oh, you mean Jeremiah, Jacob Jensenson? Uh, no, no, James, uh, I James Moore. Sorry, 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 sorry. I'm like, he, wait a minute. Let me, let me go back. Sorry, Pause, not transfer. Let's go. Morris okay. had originally, <laughs> no, Morris had originally committed oh, to Drake. That's what it was. Uh, when Nico Medved was there. Gotcha. And sorry, didn't, didn't transfer. I uh, got my words mixed up there. But yeah, so Morris came over from, you know, he opened his, he didn't really open his recruitment again. He just followed Nico yeah, Medved to, yeah. to Fort Collins, came with him. So, but I mean, and that's the fact helpful. that Nico Medved said, yeah, come on over, man, that indicates a pretty good level of belief that, you know, he believed in him at Drake. He believes that he can play in this league too. You know, I, I, I like that. And then Jacob Jennison. Yes, that is another guy. Um, Here's what, you know, I just saw a video uh, doing a little research before Medved. This is what he said, you know, in the little, like the Twitter video, right. That they show <laughs> to promote the new signing. So who knows exactly how much of this to take a hundred percent to heart. But he says, you know, he's blossomed in blossomed in the last year and a half. He's a true seven footer, even though, although he, he is listed at six eleven. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. What's a true seven footer? Because the funniest thing, the combine <laughs> Let's measure you in socks or barefoot. You don't play basketball barefoot or in socks. So I don't right. care if you're 6'10 and three quarters barefoot, but you're seven foot with shoes on, you're seven footer. Like, right. okay. I don't get that. <laughs> so I think that's where we're at. Okay, perfect. Thank you for uh, for explaining that. I just think that's the stupidest was... thing. You play basketball with basketball shoes on. <laughs> right. Okay. So he's a true seven footer with great athleticism, great touch. The sky is the limit for Jacob. He fits perfectly. In... This is all stuff that Nico Medved said. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's another – for a team that's looking to replace a – not just, you know – a good player, but an all timer at the university, mm-hmm. you could do worse, you know, than gushing about, uh, you know, a young seven, true seven footer <laughs> and, uh, you know, bringing a guy who played for New Zealand's U19 FIBA team in the world cup and did pretty well, you know, a guy that you brought over when you changed jobs, you know, that's, you got there maybe some reason for confidence in those guys, and maybe that takes a little pressure off of a guy like Deshaun Thomas mm-hmm. to have to re- replace Nico Carvacho himself. Well, it doesn't always the case. Like when guys get bigger jobs, they maybe like say thanks, but no thanks. You're not good enough to play here. Which right, Drake to yeah. CSU is a step up, even though what he did at Drake was pretty good. But it, Mountain West is harder than that conference and that school, and so it does say something like he got a steal at Drake. Come to me, like if you're on any national or your national. U19 team or even U17 team, you're a good player. Right. And so being able to bring him over, like maybe he's the hidden gem in next year or two, he's putting up 20 and 10. Like they have the talent, like reading various publications, like 
the Rams' champ, window to win a championship is starting to open. And there, there's no real, besides San Diego State, I don't think there's any real dominant team. I don't know. We'll see what Alford does. He's back in the league and all that in Nevada. But, and Paul Weir in New Mexico, they're still not quite there. Luan Rice is a really good team finally. Not finally, but um, best team in a couple of years. This Rams team, like, they've always been right there. Like, going back to multiple coaches like Tim Miles, Larry Stacey, they've always had teams that can make the NCAA tournament. And so yeah. maybe Medved's the guy's going to stick around for a while, for like a decade or so. But it starts now, and then the bonus extra year, essentially, if most everybody sticks around for another yeah. year, it depends. It's a lot of comp. Yeah. Like if you're going pro, who cares? I want to get out of school or whatever. A lot of different scenarios, but if you get most of your guys back, like this could be the start of a, a, a run where maybe you go to the NIT this year. Like even the CBI, they'd have taken that last year if that was an option to play, but obviously nothing happened. So right. th- I think they're on the upswing. This I year will so be too. tough though because they're going to get losses, they're growing pains, getting used to it. But I think next year is when they can really say we're going to be a contender for the conference. Yeah, I mean, if, if they're able to keep everything together, you know, if a guy like Isaiah Stevens doesn't become a pro, you know, things like that, you know, because those are the things you've got to start watching out for when you get these upstart teams with young guys that stick around for a little while, people start to learn the name. And, you know, I the one, I guess, situation that might be worth keeping an eye on, you talked about Nico Ved, Medved, you know, sticking around for a while. The one job that keeps sticking out to me as a, a potential one in the future down the road is University of Minnesota. <laughs> because, you know, that's his alma mater, I believe. And Richard Patino might be a little on the hot seat. You know, he hasn't had a whole lot of success there. So maybe in the next couple, you know, in the next season or two, that could be something. I don't think that's something that necessarily have to worry about. Hopefully not next off season at all. Because that would be nice to see, Medved stick around for a little while. Um, off the top of your head, do you know where he was? Bef- oh, I have it right here. Never mind. He was at Furman before Drake. Mm-hmm. So yeah, remember he turned- CSU as well for six years too. So don't forget that as assistant. So it's not his first time out west. True, true, true. Good point. He was at Minnesota for two years before coming to Colorado State, and then made a home out here. So maybe this is his new home. That's right. You're right. Let's do he's it. He's gonna stay here. He's not. He's never going back to Minnesota. <laughs> never <Don't>. mind. All right. <laughs> never, please. That's a tough one. Yeah. So right? once you're, we're, we're, yeah, don't, don't, um, don't, never say never in college athletics because you see, uh, exactly. the one you the new transfer, Gary Patterson, TC, is like, they'll never grow up. They'll never learn. I'm like. And I know a buddy. I sort of know him. It's been all the chat, but Michael Felder does some stuff for like stadium. He's uh, mm. into bleachers on Twitter. I used to be on his podcast years ago, and he was on mine before he made it big, and now we whatever. But <laughs> he's like, <laughs> college football or athletics is not the real deal. It's because like, oh, it's your growing pains for life. Well, let's see. I played college athletics on a lower level. See, practice isn't this time, so you can't take class during this time. Here's the major you want to take to be eligible. Let's walk you to class. Here's a tutor you have during this time. You better be there. You tell me that's like real life for college, please, coach. But so sorry <laughs> to get off track, but like it's the, the moving transfer thing brought that up. It's like, no, if you want to transfer, do it because if they say the real world is being a major college athlete, when you see when your major revolves around when practice time is, come on. But uh, so where do you think they'll finish, James? Yeah. Do you think they're going to probably finish like outside that top three? I think that they will finish somewhere between. I'd say third and third to five, three to five. If if I had to peg it down right now, I'd put him at number four. If you like, maybe you know, pick commit to one, mm-hmm. I'd put him at probably fourth. I think that they are. I don't think that they are very far off. I, and if 
And if we're right that, you know, there might be some promise in those guys like Moores or Jennison or Deshaun Thomas, right? Then I think that immediately pushes them up and it changes it from, you know, is Colorado State in the top three or not into kind of we have a top four situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I would say that's a question better, mark. I'd say they're better than UNLV because I don't trust the Rebels until they show it to me. Same, trust me. I I don't care if they you know the fans say like until you prove it to me, I won't trust you to be anything but an okay team. And it's not like fifth in the Mountain West means you're a bad team. No. Wasn't Nevada fifth last year? They were a good team. Like mm-hmm. you know, it's maybe they're not going to be as good as they want to be, but the Jerry Tarkanian's not walking through that door. No. So we'll you know, get to just, them later. But like I yeah, think they're yeah, fourth. We'll to, yeah, Utah State losing Sam Merrill's a big deal. And Nemus Kato wasn't amazing last year. Part of it, no, but Justin injuries. Bean sure was. Yes, he was. Sorry. Well, again, we're pre- you know talking about all. That's the, okay. The, I'm the, just, yeah, I'm just pointing out where they could be. I think like yeah. to say they're top, like to be number three. Like I, I don't think number three is out of the possibility, but they're still young enough. I'd stick them at four. And I think that's and I think that's kind of where I'm at too. Are you going to have a little bit of a sophomore slump with with any of these guys? You know, especially right Isaiah Stevens and Dave Roddy. Too, yeah. They. Yeah, and so we'll see. They've got some interesting guys who are coming in, though, as well, that could be good pieces. P.J. Bird transferred over from VCU. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a guy, Ignis Sarjunis, who I believe was on the Lithuanian FIBA team and was originally recruited by Georgia and played there and transferred over. So, you know, you got a couple other names here that could find themselves, you know, turning this team up a notch or like I said, they could, they could take a little bit of a step back. I think like you've said a little bit, it's got a little bit of a free year, right? Hopefully. So even if they do take a step back, I don't think that's going to hurt anyone's stock all of that much. But also real quick, like it's young, like David Roddy was right behind Stevens for a freshman year, essentially. So like your top two scorers are sophomores. One of their best, yeah. the new big man is a fresh redshirt freshman who came from New Zealand national team. Like they have guys who are young. It's just it's a growing pain. It's just going to take time. Like that's why I think maybe they'll be able to beat Utah State at home or Boise State at home. But on the road, they get blown up by twenty points. Like that could be a big swing. Even with the, maybe with that, depending what fan attendance could be and home court, what it really is. But I could see them stealing a game or two at home over teams they shouldn't beat. Like. Not to, not right. to say that they shouldn't beat UNLV or shouldn't beat them, but teams that are closer to them, like, oh, yeah, I can see them winning there, but on the road, no chance. It's a, yeah, that, that, I think that's a thing. Can you imagine, though, because I'm looking at, you know, their top, right, 12 guys, right, on the team, and they're, none of them are seniors. There's no seniors. And this is, you know, everyone's getting another year of eligibility after this. So, like, this team could be together for this season and another season and one Worst, more after that, possibly, right? Yeah. Possibly, you know, so if nothing, if everything stays together, it blows up that the, the potential for what, you know, a core like this who plays together for that long could be, would be huge, but we'll see if, if that's able to happen, if everyone wants to take that extra year, but. All right. Now that makes sure. All right. We need yeah. to take a quick, uh, not time out here, but we need to talk about my bookie because that's something we got to do here, Andy. So how are your Cleveland Browns doing? Cause we haven't discussed them. Are you doing okay with them still? Well, we did not Baker? do so well against uh, 
Well, Baker did not do great against Pittsburgh. We had some problems there. I but you never bet on Pittsburgh when they go or sorry, you never bet on Cleveland when they go to Pittsburgh. Exactly. That's just not a, not a good move. So you got your Browns, you got the NFL going on right now. World Series, which I could care less about, but if you're into it, I don't judge. I'm just saying that's not me. So we got college football, <laughs> Mountain West football starting up this weekend. So go listen to me and Matt talk about it. We can give you some tips on if you want to put a line on wage run there. But there's no shortage of games to watch. Thousands of lines are available. Prop bets, uh, game day. You got the parlay over at my bookie if you want to do that. So consider putting, like they mentioned, the parlay here. Parlays are risky. However, big payoff. Like I do picks for college football news. Our buddy Pete Futak, he's like, dude, you went fourteen and one. Get a new profession for NFL games. I'm like what? That I should have done my bookie that week. I'd have made tons of money. I'm like, oh man, if I know it, I would have gone over there. But the par- do a parlay, like losing the game, my fourteen to one would have been great. But if I went with those fourteen other games only. Rolled out a $5 parlay, 14 teams. Dude, I wouldn't be doing the podcast. I'd be out getting, who knows, thousands of dollars. But it's yeah, exciting. Like We would not be seeing you here. <laughs> not somebody here. Don't worry about it. But they give you a chance to turn ordinary butts, bet, or not butts, bets into real money. So also get underdogs. Um, ton of values there because, again, you know how it is, Andy. You don't have to pick the winner. You can pick, heck, if your team X here is bad, like your Browns, they're playing Steelers. Dude, take the under. Browns are going to cover. You still win. You could root for your team to lose if you want every Sunday for NFL football. <laughs> so you got the like, game spreads, futures, um, prop, player prop bets. So that's that's kind of unique there. So never too late to get on the action. Head up over to my my bookie to sign up. Use your promo code overtime to get a deposit here. Listen closely. Dollar for dollar, double your deposit for up to a grand. So that's pretty cool. So it's a bonus designed to give you a little bit of extra money. So if you happen to not play well at the beginning. You got free money, essentially, to go for it. So, again, that code is overtime. As we mentioned tonight, we're recording during the debate, which I don't care. We mentioned last time, you can do presidential prop bets. So, sure. (laughs) Shrug emoji, if that's your thing, go for it. UFC, soccer, what's going on, baseball. So, again, head over to my bookie. So, definitely get that bonus there. Code, again, overtime. Fresno State. Fresno State Bulldogs. Oh, boy. They are traditionally not an amazing basketball team. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I think so. I mean, they had a they had a good year. Justin Hudson's first year was really good. They won like yeah. twenty three games. But... Oh, I said traditionally, not what's in a blue moon. <laughs> well, yeah, but no, I think last year was a little bit more traditional. So yeah, exactly. no, this is not a, this is not a. Uh, I was wondering if maybe they were going to you know start becoming a uh, basketball program. Well, I think we can pump the brakes on that, on that a little bit. And yeah, I think not really a traditional power. In the conference. Okay, so let's go to the schedule really quick, like we did. They lost out the George Mason game, the Mac or not Mac, the MWC A10 Challenge. Um, data Point mm-hmm. Challenge um, is in doubt, right? And Evans has already pulled out. Is that correct? Yeah. So uh, Evansville pulled out. It seems like um, I th- I don't think we really know a huge amount. There's a game against Cal Poly. I think that's all we really know about Fresno State at the moment. I do I tried have. To do- here's what I have. Again, I need to update this maybe more. Fr- um, feverishly or consistently i still have tbd at san francisco tbd hosting cal state northridge san diego officially canceled and so i don't know what other tournament event they're trying to do or maybe they weren't known or wasn't announced yet but they only have a couple games and but the, here's the thing though if you're on california you, there's a lot more schools to travel wise because there's central valley you can go north and south yeah so stanford cal um san francisco which they do obviously do have um you go southern like UCLA, Long Beach State. You know, I mean, some big West schools out there you could go to. Um, so those are a couple of options. But 
I've as I did research, I checked. I haven't really seen schedule again. Schedule is just hard to come by. Like, we're doing our best, like to find stuff here and there. So don't if we do definitely miss something, definitely hit us up on Twitter MWCY and say, hey, I saw this guy Rothstein's a good place to find stuff. Obviously, he does a really good job at his thing work. But there could be games we miss. Where, oh, they're doing this. They got this game here. They're going to uh, Orlando to some mini bubble game to put these four other teams. So non conference play is limited. I'm betting you put. I bet good money they'd be on a uh, some sort of multi team event, right? Like a four team one at least. I would think. I mean, I would think that they would end up there. I don't really know what's available right now, though. Nobody so. does. <laughs> yeah. Um, but what they have right now, it's like, okay, stay in state. They got to get to closely to four games possibly. So we'll keep you up there in that. But, um, all we really know is, um, well, actually, hold on wait here. I got a basketball schedule. Oh, that's, dang it. When you search Fresno State, Fresno State basketball schedule, Mountain West schedule. I want more than that, people. <laughs> so we'll see what it goes. But how do you think, like, this is another year to coach Justin Hudson. Like, he took, takes over a program, comes up from San Diego State before. And so... What do we expect like from year two with this team where it's a weird year two, as we already mentioned with Nico or not Nico, but sorry. Um, yeah. Medved. Sorry. Yes. Well, so this is now year three for both guys, right? So they've got, oh, got... Is year three. Yeah. So, Oh, my bad. This article here is year two. What's going on? Oh, they, they okay. Um, full disclosure here. Justin Hudson got to the end of the second season. I'm like, ah, second season. Okay. Sorry. Two I years. Two yeah. years seems weird. I'm like, he's been around, but okay. Year three. So that's fair. Go ahead. Um, so, I think that he does need to do something. I mean, it's right. This is the kind of the free year we talked about, Mm -hmm. but I do think in year three, this team needs to take a step forward because this is a roster that, you know, he's, he's put together, you know, with different transfers, with some signings, It, it needs to start coming together. They need to start seeing some results. I mean, it's it's so quick to start pulling a trigger on a guy or anything like that. And after this offseason, I don't really think is the time to do it. But I think, you know, they started out with 23 wins in the first season. I think they only got like 11 last year, something like that. So it's not not great, not the direction you want to take the team in, especially when your 23 win team was one where you inherited, you know, a couple stars in Deshaun Taylor and Braxton Huggins. You had a guy in Nate Grimes who was there. You know, they, he, I'm not saying that he doesn't have skills, right, to coach and that he didn't do any of the work there to get those 23 wins. But as soon as, you know, we saw a lot of roster overturn, sorry, turnover <laughs> last year, and the results weren't great, and there's a huge amount of roster turnover this year. Hey, they do have Orlando Robinson, so there's that. They do, though. That's the one huge. That's huge that he did not. Uh, that he's still there, because if there's one thing that you want when you're a program like this, trying to kind of make a little bit of a name, you're a young coach trying to build your team. You need a young star guy, and Orlando Robinson's that guy. Yeah, he's forward, most likely first team all conference. Huge dude, six ten, two thirty five. Likely off the NBA after this year, I'd say, that's safe to say. So, but still, but doesn't matter. You have him now. He's a guy where you can build upon and doing what he did last year. Watch the play. Like you're, if you're one of the best players in the Mountain West, you're really good. Clearly, yeah. And so, him well, and just yeah. And how much more of that offense is he going to get? And those rebounds and all that with Nate Grimes not also taking up space in that you know front court. You could see Orlando Robinson's numbers really blow up this year. Yeah, he was twelve and six again. True freshman last year. I could see him going like eighteen and ten possibly. I and, mean, yeah. 
That it's there. Huge. The skill is there, absolutely. And and there's the guys who are around him in this Fresno State offense. There's not a lot of guys who are guaranteed to you know burn up the nets. They are not a lot of proven scorers. Let's say uh, you've got Jordan Campbell might be the top bet to kind of shoulder a lot of that scoring load. Anthony Holland is another guy. They, they brought over some transfers that could be interesting. Well, yeah. Well, first on Campbell, mid-year guy, so he only played a handful of games. True, but in those handful, he shot one for yeah. 11 for three. Yeah, you got to improve. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, he's a yeah. guy where mid-year guys, it's hard to come in True. and be a, a guy. So I would include him with those other transfers you're about to mention. Uh, yeah, that, that's a good point. And, and – I will say I'm rooting for him just personally because he was a former Oregon State guy and I'm from Corvallis. So I, uh, you know, I'd like to see that go well for him. And honestly, I'd like to see it go well for the team, you know, for for him to be the score. You don't want to see anybody come out and shoot, you know, 10 percent on three pointers. So I think I think he will certainly turn around. He's a lot more talented than that small sample size showed. And I think, though, that he's going to have to shoulder some of that because, Another guy, you know, who's coming in the backcourt, like Devin Gage, grad grad transfer from DePaul. Mm-hmm. He's he scored nine points a game um, as a junior, I think. So I, I'm trying to track because he was he's hurt last year. Yeah, he was hurt. I don't think he ever got a medical red shirt during that time. But anyway, um, he was hurt most of last year. The year before that, he averaged nine points a game. But it's kind of weird because this offense is one that, like, they shoot a ton of three-pointers. Like, that's all they do. They just, you know, huck up three-pointers all game. And Devin Gage is not a guy who does that. He played on, when he played in DePaul, this 2018-19 year, that was his, like, full healthy starter year, he only shot, like, 51 three-pointers. <laughs> Meanwhile, hmm. two of his teammates shot a combined 500. Almost. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's Mac, wild. Max Struess shot 311, and Eli Kane shot 167. It's just amazing numbers that I came across that I just wanted to share. But so, but Devin Gage in those like 51 that he took, he only shot 25% on them. So it's not a skill that he has necessarily um, that he's demonstrated anyway. So. I think he is coming in to solidify more as a, a veteran leader, a defensive guy. Maybe think kind of like um, Elijah Mitrulong okay. over at UNLV last year, right? Grad transfer, comes over. You've got Amari Hardy if you're UNLV. You know where your points are coming from, but you need somebody to calm down the team, play some defense, you know, just kind of – glue the team together, right? And I think maybe that's what Devin Gage can provide for this team, even if he can't provide maybe the, you know, three-point shooting that Justin Hudson is definitely green-lighting. And one thing I noticed, they brought in two transfers that, I mean, so has Oregon already transferred, do you have to sit out? Are you eligible with the new rule, or is that going forward? So, like, the now you could transfer and play out anywhere and be eligible immediately because I'm reading this piece from the Fresno B. They brought in, who was it? Uh, Dion Stroud from UTEP. Yeah. Allegedly sit out, but he's applying for a waiver and that'd be a huge lift for him. Yeah. So, I think he got the waiver. I'm trying to check here. This article is yeah. from just a couple days ago, October 16th. So it's within the past week. Oh, okay. So maybe not. Or okay. 15th. So, they got a couple guys waiting on waivers because they've also got uh, Isaiah Hill. Yeah, from Tulsa. 
from Tulsa and Junior Ballard from Cal Poly. Yeah. Like Junior they, Ballard scored 13 points per game last year, by the yeah, way. Yeah, it's like, you know. Oh, they are able, no, right here, sorry. They are able to get Ballard, Ballard on scholarship. It says here from the first note B. Because it says, but if Stroud's granted the waiver to play season as expected, so that seems like a possibility. The Bulldogs have an answer, and then they are able to get Cal Poly transferred Junior Ballard to fill out scholarship. So I'm guessing Man. at least those two are eligible. So if they get all three. But like, what are what what are we doing? It's October 22nd. Why don't we know the answers to these questions right now? This season was supposed to start two weeks from today, right? You know why? I'll tell you why. Four letters. NCAA. NCAA. <laughs> it. It's true. It's like the yeah. reason there is a reason the waiver is going through now because or not waiver, but the now you can transfer. Coaches having all the power sucks, but also the waiver approval rate was like, it wasn't like one in 10 or rare. It was north of 80%. I think the exact number was like 83% or something, if I recall from some football show I was listening to a while back, but it's above 80% where it's like, it's not, it's more of a anomaly to not get the waiver granted than it is. And yeah. so if they get those guys coming in, that would be huge. Like, this is a super young team. Like this is kind of like Colorado state, like this young team. I don't think they're as talented yet, but like, if these guys, like the big guys, they, like they played freshmen, the guys playing 25 plus minutes a game as true freshmen. If you're able to do that and then come in this year, whatever practice you can do and play even just three or four minutes more game where your production goes up 50% or that's a lot. But you know what I mean? Like you go from 10 points to 15 or 16 to 20 or four to 10, or you know what I mean? Or you shoot 8% better from the three point range. All this is good. It'll take time to gel this talent together. But I think they have, if the, all these guys are eligible, this team might be better, and I'm kind of flipping through Lindy's here, and they expect these guys to sit out, so maybe that's why they're projected at ninth. But, yeah. like, I think they could be a spot or two higher because it's also not a make or break here for Hudson and Coach, but it's like you inherited the talent. Great. You've shown you can win with when you have good players. You just got to recruit and get to good players. Now, maybe that was the issue where his recruiting wasn't as good as it should be. Assistants weren't doing the best job, or just they just didn't get the talent for whatever reason. Or it's and they've got to now develop who they have and like maybe they finish a touch higher if all these guys are ready to play and, and can play. But you're right, man. We're game should be started in five days. This is October fifteenth article. You don't know. It's like yeah, it's like the Penny Hardaway thing last year with uh, what was it why, um oh, what's his name, Pius Wiseman? Is that a guy from uh, Memphis? J- James Wiseman. James Wiseman. So I don't know why I want Pius Wiseman. That's a stupid name. James Wiseman. Where there was a precious Achua on the team, so maybe they, that's where you're going for. I, probably not, but thanks for covering. I don't know. Yeah, no but it's like, they, like they knew what happened there, and they still waited and waited and waited until the season started. It's like, come on. It's like, I hate the It's There's another conversation for that, but I'm betting there's some backlog or something. But like they're probably going to be up and down all year. They're going to be like, they have talent to what it could be. It's like, oh, this one great guy where he'll take over a game. Like, who they have a couple years ago who put up like 40 points at random? Who was that um, for Fresno? Um, like, three years ago. Um, oh, boy. Uh, Deshaun Taylor? Is that him? No. Yeah, it's probably Deshaun Taylor. Well, Maybe. I mean, Deshaun Taylor was a, you know, he was on the team. I, last year he was? Is that the one you think? It was like. Not last year. It's a couple years, ago, years right? ago. Yeah, maybe it's him where he'd put up 40 points and he'd keep yeah. them in any game. Oh, okay. Possible. Yeah. So maybe. Yeah, 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 one guy who could do that. Maybe that's Orlando. I don't know. Maybe Robinson could do that. But it's gonna. T- they could be games where guys have good games, but like they're not shooting three point well. New guys on the team. They haven't been able to practice as much. They're also transfer guys. So my expectation, like if I'm gonna say high end, like I don't know, probably just under fifty percent for the uh, conference winning percentage record. But I could see them moving up. Like Wyoming being six this year from Lindy is like that seems a bit high. 
But like, they're the Mexico. Here's a weird thing: it's weird to see Nevada and Mexico near the bottom of the conference. It's just I think the league is getting yeah. better overall at the top. I think that's true. I I would agree with that with that assessment. But I would say Fresno's like if Air Force and San Jose State, which we know are going to be near the bottom. I think they're fairly ahead of them. But I think it's a big jumble kind of between like Wyoming. We'll see a new coach. I don't really trust them for how bad they were last year. Even our buddy Eli Betker put them as the uh, who went from a ranked the worst to first uh, candidates within each conference to win, and they were pretty high. Now I think I think top five. Yeah, so, but I mean, I, I don't know about Wyoming, but like, I can see him being a bit higher, being more middle of the pack than bottom third. I for, think. So, for, for Wyoming or for, no, for, for Fresno. Fresno? I think Fresno could be t- if things because if things go right, I think what it'll take for them to get their best talent out there to have everybody eligible, they will be just slightly below average. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I this roster doesn't really scream anything to me. Besides, you know, middle of the pack. That's my point. Of. Better than bottom and third. Sure. I mean, I, maybe. I there's potential for that. It depends on how some of these transfers play out too, because or you know these waivers. Because if they don't get some of these, they could be you know in Yikes. trouble. You know, but um, yeah. Well, and, and we'll see. There's a couple a couple big guys. They got a couple seven footers on their bench. One of them, Braxton Mia, got a freshman. A seven-footer freshman who could come in and could, you know, be a, an effective guy. I think he was a—he was actually—is he a three-star recruit? Let me take a look real quick. I should have. Who are you referring to? Uh, Braxton Mia, I think. Uh, I yeah, so, short sure level they were at out of high school. So Braxton, uh, I've got his tw- the twenty-four-seven sports page up. Yeah, so a three—a three-star recruit. 205th nationally like that's not bad top 36 center in the nation like for fresno state this is a pretty good recruit so he could come in and you know if he steps in quickly and is able to play and you know uh be a front court presence and let orlando robinson create a little bit more and have a little more freedom um to go out and score I think that that you know that could help them, right? They've also got another big guy, Asani Doof. Um, so here's where my Fresno State factoid comes in. Actually, is that oh, about yeah. Asani Doof? So as I was doing, so he's seven foot two, right? So this summer when I was doing the five for twenty one Mountain West series, when we were looking at the five best shot blockers mm-hmm. coming up for the next season, of course I wanted to take a look and see, you know. How did this do, guy do? Now, Asana Juf does not play a lot of minutes, or he, you know, he has not played a lot of minutes for Fresno State. He got six blocks in th- 130 minutes last year. Not great. Okay. But one thing that I did find out is that his legal guardian in the U.S. is Mamadou Njai, who is the mm. first Senegalese player ever drafted into the NBA. In, by the Denver Nuggets in 2000. So, Mamadou Ejiofor, for those who may not remember this far back, a little bit. Uh, he I kind of So he played for Auburn, um, and he was a, you know, he didn't, he wasn't a huge force or anything like that for Auburn. He didn't really have a great NBA career, uh, but you know, he was a guy who blocked two, two and a half shots per game, got eight rebounds, nine. 
nine points a game while he was at Auburn. I'm just saying you could have a worse guy living with and mentoring uh, a 7-2 uh, prospect sitting on your bench, right? So Asana Juf could be an interesting name to to watch out for. Maybe he could develop into a, a solid defensive presence, and he might have to because he might get thrust into that role for at least parts of the games because – I mean, or, I'm, Orlando Robinson's a good defender. There's no question about that. But when you go up against a team like uh, Utah State, where you've got Justin Bean and and Nemish Cater to worry about, mm-hmm. are you going to be able to just have Orlando Robinson and a six-five Anthony Holland? No, up? no, no. You, and he can't play forty minutes a game either. <laughs> yeah. So. Right, so you, you There's need guys there. to step up. Right, that Leo Colomario could be another guy to come up in the in the front court for Fresno. Uh, I think Braxton Mia would be the most in terms of like looking for more offense. Um, out, you know, out of the front court, he'd probably be the guy I would look to. But if you're looking for a defensive kind of low post guy to block shots and grab rebounds, that sort of thing, then you know, Asana Juf could be an interesting an interesting play. We'll see if he's going to get any minutes though but that was my interesting fact right it's just that he his legal guardian is a you know former auburn star and the first senegalese player ever drafted in the nba that's a factoid there yeah i would say if they're able to if robinson can be like a like think of what well i don't i don't want to compare it to anemus kata because utah state artists some good talent but if you can be that dominant force like i said they're going to pull off an upset here or there where we didn't think they would but they're also going to have some clunkers where they lose to Maybe Air Force or something for some <laughs> right, reason, right, right. where they may finish like seven and or seven and eleven or eight and ten, but have like two wins over the top half of the league. I could totally see that, but they're not a complete team. They have guys who haven't stepped up the past couple of years. Hudson, not they say it on the hot seat bunny stretch, and they're not going to fire him this year. But if he has another down year going into year four, then things will get dicey. So this year he needs to. I know it's a weird year, but needs to get as close to five hundred five hundred as possible. I think they'll be just below that. And yeah. we don't know what their non-conference play is to uh, judge anything, really. You know what I mean? Like, there's very, hardly anything known about that. True. So. But I think they can be a fun team to watch. Especially, like, watch – who doesn't like to watch good talent in Robinson? Like, watch what they can do and, like, watch them when Just they play w- UNLV or watch something. Watch Robinson while you can. He's not yeah. going to be around too long. So, you know, while, while he's here, get a look at him because the guy is a huge talent. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I think, I think they'll be okay. So what's your final projection? Where do you think they'll kind of wrap up? Even though uh, we're not taking notes and writing this down, so what's your projection nobody will know about until they come back and listen? Fair. Yeah, someone's going to go back and find it. Uh, I'm going to say probably eighth. I'm going to I'm gonna put them at eighth. That's where I think I like this this team at. I, I think they're maybe just out of – they're right on the cusp of entering into that bottom third, right? Yeah, I think they're above. I think maybe sevens are ceiling. Like, we'll get to Nevada and Mexico and Wyoming down the road. I just have a feeling that they're better than Wyoming, which will put them in the middle third, regardless. Yeah, I don't know if I agree with that, and that would be kind of my. That's fine. We'll see. We'll see. They're the last team. We'll get to it at the end, in a couple, in a week or two. So we're, I'm just saying, like, that's true. I don't know. We'll see. New coach can't practice as much. There's gonna be some weird stuff going on. So but we'll see. But uh, that wraps up for today. MWR.com. Check out our stuff. All of our basketball stuff. We're starting team previews this week. Our buddy uh, Aztec Breakdown did, I haven't posted yet, but like he did his own top 20 players or something, I believe it is. I need oh, to do yeah. some tweaks to it a little bit here and there, but that'll be up soon, so that'll be fun to watch, and we can chat about that down the road. But we'll be back next week, so if we, if my alphabet's correct, we are oh, doing, yeah, what are we doing, there's no Hawaii, that's football. <laughs> so i got to make right. sure 
What, Nevada, New Mexico next week? I think so. There's, I, yes. Every time I list the teams out, there's somebody I forget. Me too. And it's always somebody new. So I, <laughs> I have to remember. But yeah, I think you're right. Nevada and New Mexico. So that'll be that'll be a fun one because those Lobos fans and the, uh, the Wolfpack fans, those are both good fan bases. So yeah. hopefully we'll have a good audience for that one. Yeah, hopefully also disappoint that we get our stuff known and be good at it. So again, any scheduling stuff, send it to us to MWC Wire. Um, if you like the pod, subscribe, tell tell two friends just so we can get a few more likes out here to get more people listening. And yeah, we'll be back uh, next week to uh, talk some more hoops.